Welcome to another episode of Behind the Deep State. And today we have a special program for you. We're gonna be talking about one of the key organizations in the constellation of organizations that make up the deep state behind the deep state. Actually, in our special report on the deep state, one of our articles is about some of the kind of semi-secret organizations that really call the shots. And you know, all these bureaucrats, all these people who run the intelligence agencies, they all kind of network through these organizations. And today we wanna to focus in particular on the Council on Foreign Relations. We know a lot about the CFR, as I'll call it for short. One of the key sources of information on the significance of the CFR to not just the deep state in the United States, but the international deep state, you know, the, the real deep state pushing for this new world order. Uh, a lot of the evidence comes from a book by Georgetown University professor Carol Quigley, who was actually a mentor to Bill Clinton, one of the few people that Bill Clinton thanked when he became president. Uh, he was very close to the deep state for many years, and in fact, he said publicly that he agreed with their agenda. Uh, one of the things he did disagree with was the secrecy, but uh, he was given an opportunity to examine their records for a period of several years. And in 1966, he actually spilled the beans, so to speak, in a, in a book called Tragedy and Hope, A History of the World in Our Time. Uh, much of the book is rather boring, but uh, it is an incredibly important book where he kind of outlines the goal of these people, a global neo-feudalist system with themselves in charge and us, of course, as the serfs. And one of the things he says in this book, he says there does exist and has existed for a generation, an international Anglophile network, which operates to some extent in the way the radical right, which would be you, believes the communists act. He said, in fact, this network, which we may identify as the round table groups, has no aversion to cooperating with the communists or any other groups, and frequently does so. Surprise, right here you thought the super capitalists were moral enemies of the communists. And uh, the lead roundtable group that he identifies in the United States is the Council on Foreign Relations. So we need to take a close look at this organization and see what it's all about, what the agenda is, what its members say, what its publications say, and we're gonna do that. So, to start with, we'll point out uh, this, this group was created in 1921 after the League of Nations failed to get through the Senate. Basically, the globalists were furious that our Senate would not uh, agree to surrender some of our sovereignty to this proto-global government. Uh, the group has less than 5,000 members at any given time. Uh, of course, these are many of the most prominent people in American society, though, in, in business, in politics, in media, in banking, and so on. And to get a sense of just how influential this group is, let's listen briefly to Hillary Clinton while she was serving as Secretary of State. Thank you very much, um, Richard, and I am delighted to be here in these new headquarters. Um, I have been often to, uh, I guess, the mothership in New York City, uh, but it's good to have an outpost of the council right here down the street from the State Department. Uh, we get a lot of advice from the council, so this will mean I won't have as far to go to uh, be told uh, what we should be doing and uh, how uh, we should uh, think about the future. So there you heard it, straight from the horse's mouth. No, no insult intended to horses, but uh, you know she made very clear that she gets her orders from the Council on Foreign Relations. They tell her how she should think about the future. It's pretty amazing, right? Um, but certainly that's only the Democrats, right, who hate America and want to, you know, kill babies with abortions and want to surrender our sovereignty and open up the borders. Actually, no. Uh, here's Darth Vader. It's good to be back at the Council on Foreign Relations. As uh, Pete mentioned, I've been a member for a long time and was actually a director for some period of time. 
I never mentioned that when I was campaigning for re-election back home in Wyoming. Just kidding, it wasn't Darth Vader, right? That was Dick Cheney, the vice president under Republican President George W. Bush. So they're all part of the club, and then they laugh that they don't tell you about it on the campaign show, right? I don't tell the folks back home in Wyoming when I'm running for re-election. And why would he, right? Why should the silly voters know that uh, he's hobnobbing with people like Hillary Clinton behind the scenes to surrender our sovereignty? Uh, just to give you a sample, you know, again, they, they have almost 5,000 members at any given time. And fortunately, they have a website where you can find out to all their members. But just to give you some sense, uh, Roger Ailes of Fox News, uh, Jimmy Carter, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Bill Clinton, Newt Gingrich, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, Henry Kissinger, uh, members of the cabinet, right? Republican, Democrat, doesn't matter. The cabinets are always dominated by CFR members until Trump came along. Uh, he's still got a few in there. CEOs, right? Some of the corporate members, Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, American Express, Citigroup, Credit Suisse, Deutsche Bank, Soros Fund Management, Bank of New York Mellon Corporation, Canadian Imperial Bank, Credit Agricole, Rothschild North America, um, you know, from the military industrial complex, DynCorp, Booz Allen Hamilton, Raytheon, Boeing, Lockheed Martin, all the big oil companies, right, ExxonMobil, Shell, Chevron, BP, Hess. Uh, and the media, right? News Corporation, which owns Fox News and the Wall Street Journal, corporate member of the CFR. Also, um, National Geographic, Time Warner, which owns uh, the Communist News, uh, the Clinton, what, what do you call it, the, the CNN, right? Uh, HBO, The Economist, Bloomberg, right? All of these are members of the CFR. And you wonder why you get the same kind of garbage no matter what channel you flip to. It's because they're all members of the same deep state groups. Uh, we know a lot about their agenda, too. Right? I mean, for one thing, by their fruits, you shall know them. And we can kind of see the fruits, right? More war, more subversion, bigger government, more debt, less liberty. So we can see that. Um, but we also have had whistleblowers. Uh, U.S. Admiral Chester Ward, he was a member of the CFR for more than 15 years, and then he defected and blew the whistle. Uh, he said a lot of stuff. He actually wrote a book, uh, Kissinger on the Couch. I highly recommend you get a copy. He said the main purpose of the Council on Foreign Relations is promoting the disarmament of U.S. sovereignty and national independence. He said the goal is the submergence of the United States into an all-powerful one-world government. This lust to surrender the sovereignty and independence of the United States is pervasive throughout most of the membership. And this is especially relevant in the Trump era. You know, he made his campaign slogan, America First. Well, Admiral Chester Ward says that in the entire CFR lexicon, there is no term of revulsion carrying a meaning so deep as America First. And uh, obviously that would explain why so much of the fake media, so many of the fake Republicans, so many of the Democrats despise Trump, right? He said, we're going to put America first. We're not going to have all these illegal wars. We're not going to surrender our sovereignty for globalism. And so, you know, you start to get a sense of why they hate him so much. Um, the CFR has admitted all this itself. Um, you know, one of the key people involved in the CFR for decades, actually for generations, was David Rockefeller, the late David Rockefeller. And he confessed in his own book on page 405, his memoirs, he said that um, he's proud of being a conspirator with a secret cabal against the best interests of the United States, working to create a one world economic and political order. I mean, this is what he says in his own book, right? It's not a theory, and it's not even a conspiracy if they're bragging about it in their books, right? I mean, they don't tell you about it in the fake media, but that's what they say. 
Um, the CFR also has a little magazine. It's called Foreign Affairs. Admiral Chester Ward explained that um, if you want to know what the policy of the U.S. government is going to be years in advance, just read their, their magazine, Foreign Affairs, and they'll tell you. Right? And what you see is remarkably, that becomes the policy of the United States government. Uh, that may be changing under the Trump administration, but we'll have to see. But uh, in 1974, uh, Deputy Assistant Secretary of State Richard Gardner wrote an article, and he wrote, quote, in short, the house of world order will have to be built from the bottom up rather than from the top down. An end run around national sovereignty, eroding it piece by piece, will accomplish much more than the old-fashioned frontal assault. So there you have it, right? These people are proud of the fact that they are eroding your national sovereignty. And think about what that means, right? If we lose our national sovereignty, we lose our constitution, we lose our declaration of independence, we lose our right to govern ourselves, we lose our God-given rights that are protected by our constitution, our right to speak freely, our, our right to worship God and, uh, and to religious liberty our right to petition the government for redress of grievances, our right to keep and bear arms, our right to a trial by jury. All of that is on the line with these globalists and their agenda. So we need to expose them, right? Um, evil hates the sunlight, right? So you got to shine the light on these people, expose them, tell other people about them, and we need to oppose them. We need to oppose their agenda. We need to protect U.S. sovereignty. We need to protect our liberties and our Constitution, and we need to protect our independence from all these institutions that the CFR has helped to create, like the UN and the International Monetary Fund and all the rest of these globalist organizations that want to subvert our freedoms and our country. Um, being a member of the CFR should be the kiss of death in politics. It should be as politically toxic as saying that you're a Nazi or a communist or a, or a racist, right? When someone is a member of the CFR, that should automatically disqualify them for consideration in the minds of voters for office, whether that be Congress or governor or state legislature or the presidency of the United States. It is unacceptable for these people to take our money, to put their hand on the Bible and swear an oath to the Constitution, and then turn around and stab us all in the back and work to subvert our Constitution and our liberty and our nation. So help us expose the deep state, and uh, the CFR is a key nucleus of the deep state here in the United States, so shine the light on them. Let's get the word out. Go to thenewamerican.com, share, like, subscribe, all the rest of it. You know what to do. Thank you, folks, and see you next week.